0: So back in town, Uh, yes, the Splendid Bohemians with another episode. I'm turning it to Bob Dylan. Another episode of uh, Put on a Steak of of
1: 45. The
0: the show that delivers a 45 RPM recording of note and then shines a beacon upon its import. But then again... Actually, that's not a
1: bad uh, bad spokesman since Mark Knopfler, who we're going to be focusing on, has played extensively with Mr. Dillon.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. One of the many guitarists of, uh, one of the many guitarists. But Knopfler has played with a number of people.
1: And and, produced a number of people. And
0: produced a number of people. I love his work on the Willie DeVille Miracle album, Mr. Knopfler. And so you had said to me, hey, Rich, what about Money for Nothing? And I said...
1: (laughs) And you fought me on it, but... You know, it was my time, so I got my way.
0: And Bill, I just want you to know one thing. It's always your time. Re- regardless of what I say, it's always your time. It's-
1: we're we're, a, we're an equal uh, opportunity partnership.
0: Yes, we are, my friend. And so my recollections, of course, of Money for Nothing. Now, I've always loved Dire Straits, and Sultans of Swing is one of one your... One
1: of my favorite songs of all time.
0: Alternate track in here, which I shared oh, with you yesterday. Excellent, yeah, excellent. It's a beautiful thing, and you can hear Knopfler's attempt, the, the, the different guitar work. But "Money for Nothing," when it appeared on MTV, was like with the Sting accompaniment. Yes,
1: I want my, I, I want my man. Oh, it's man. great, man! It's great. It just, but you know this song. Listening to it repeatedly as I have. It is so um, not of this time. Uh, 1985, right? So it's almost 40 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. 40 years ago. Um,
0: It was released. It it had some
1: problems even back in its own time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Controversy-wise.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Knopfler is... is... (laughs) They had the fag issue.
1: Yeah. He had to change the word faggot, which was satirical, but... You know, it wasn't taken that way.
0: No, it wasn't taken that way. And today it would be even... Uh, even worse. It, it would even be, worse. Uh, it, not only worse, but it would probably be a career-ending move if it were something he was trying to explain away.
1: But Well, in 2011, the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council banned it. In 2000, 2011, saying that it was unacceptable. And he changed the word faggot to Queenie.
0: Yes, to Queenie. To Queenie, which, of course... <laughs>
1: Not much better.
0: Not much better. Why did he just say fairy? I
1: mean, what are we... I mean, I kind of think it's like Randy Newman. You know, Randy Newman writes these horrible characters singing in the first person, and it's obviously satirical.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, we've lost our taste for for satire, obviously. You know,
1: back to Money for Nothing, so... They, he and Sting performed it at Live Aid. It won the Grammy for Best Rock Performance in 1986. It was number one in the charts. I mean, it was a monster, monster. And we were talking about we talked about the Michael Penn record, and you did an extensive uh, dissection of the video. Well, this video for uh, Money for Nothing was the first one of the first computer generated. Uh, videos and was very at the time seemed cutting edge. Although it looks really quaint now, but well, um, I don't know it about was it. it was a monster.
0: It was released June the 28th, 1985 and the, 1985, I mean, 1985, 1985. Right. It includes stage footage of Dire Straits performing and they called it rotoscoped animation.
1: Yeah, but those, the, the, the guy singing with the cigar in his mouth yes. with a square head, that that was all computer-generated.
0: That was computer-generated. The bright neon colors as seen on the cover of the compilation album of the same name.
1: And that, it probably made the, the record even bigger, as we said. MTV at that time was everything.
0: Well, that's why I think you wind up with that being dictated as the 90... Rolling Stones lists are always suspicious to me, but they've got that record at 96 of all the records. Well, you know,
1: Knopfler was against the making of the video. He had to be convinced to even make a video in the first place, and it ended up winning video of the year, MTV Award video video of the year.
0: But also, we're going back to that MTV machine That when they gave you that heavy rotation, and I'm telling you, I remember having to wait up, and I would wait up nights to see the Tom Waits video of Downtown Train, which was, during that period, my favorite MTV video. You could not escape 45 minutes without them showing you money for nothing. And it's not short, it's not short. It's No, it's, and
1: it uh, the, it's iconic. It's got this iconic guitar figure, which apparently I had no idea, but I learned that he modeled the guitar riff on ZZ Top, and he even consulted Billy Gibbons for help on it.
0: That I did not know, did he really? Yeah. So he was a big fan of ZZ Top.
1: He was a fan of ZZ Top, and if you listen to that that guitar work... It does sound like a Billy Gibbons guitar work.
0: Yeah, there's and, and now that I'm thinking about it, there's there's definite influence, and of course, it makes perfect sense because look at all the success ZZ Top had with their videos and their signature guitar sounds.
1: Absolutely. So there, absolutely,
0: there was probably a desire to have some consultation here between. Uh, ZZ Top and uh, Dire Straits Knopfler in particular
1: I think Gibbons said uh, well he didn't really need he, he didn't really add anything that the guy didn't already know but you know it was flattering nonetheless
0: oh yeah absolutely Absolutely. well
1: Mark Knopfler is you know I I I don't care what list I mean you know you talk about the, the suspect nature of the Rolling Stone list he puts it they put him at 27 as the greatest guitarist of all time. But what I think is really cool, which I just learned, is he was naturally left-handed, but played the guitar Mm right-handed. And so that may account for his unusual uh, riffs. I mean, his stuff is really different than anyone else.
0: When you go back and watch the early performances, Dire Straits' early performances, the original lineup on shows like um, uh, The Whistle Test, or some of the, particularly the programming out of the UK, and you see them completely raw and unaffected, and you hear Knopfler's uh, ability to communicate these songs with this. This Dylan-esque, and it is a Dylan-esque approach, but his communicative abilities, he's like, you talk about the strong, silent type.
1: Yeah, he reminds me of J.J. Cale a lot. Uh, there's a, a big influence there as well.
0: Yes, yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. But one of the most distinctive guitar tones that you can think of, you, you have to put him up there with Jimmy, you have to put him up there with Stevie Ray, you have to put him up there with Buddy Guy. You have yeah. to put him up there with Muddy. Uh, there are things He was a
1: school teacher. He,
0: he was a school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And he always acted like a school teacher. He was always yeah. old- yeah. he,
1: he was an unassuming he wasn't a rock star looking rock star, no, that's for sure.
0: Never. And and the couple of times that I'd seen them perform, once at Madison Square Garden, you had to really pay strict attention to the immense talent. And uh, after the release of the album *Brothers in Arms*, I became even a bigger uh, fan, if you can even call it that. I mean, his 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 guitar and vocal um, demonstrations at times are at times are that of intrinsic genius.
1: Yeah, you no, know, *Brothers in Arms* is the album that featured the single *Money for Nothing*, so it's his biggest uh, all-time seller, but. Uh, yeah, the local hero soundtrack for me—it's uh, almost life-changing. I love that movie. I love that movie, regardless. But oh yeah, the, absolutely. The soundtrack—he's one of the great soundtrack uh, artists, along with Ry Cooter and some others.
0: Absolutely. And Randy
1: Newman. Absolutely. And then think—think think about all of his country associations. I mean, he worked with Chet Atkins. That's it. He he uh, he did uh, he won best folk rock album Americana Grammy nomination with Emmylou Harris in 2005. All the road running. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, this is a remarkable career, an eclectic uh, demonstration of powers. And um, when I think about, but, I, but when you mention Money for Nothing, my head goes to the <laughs> the multitude of times I, I watched that video. until I did. But here's the thing about that fucking video. I didn't want to watch it anymore, but I would sit there and I'd still watch it. And you'd sing along. And of course, that ain't working. Of course, that's the way to do it. It's <laughs> great hook. The whole hook just kept oh, you that ain't hooked working. even beyond what you're you're tired of it, but you're still enthralled. In, in but um, boy, they did magic back then with that uh, ability to combine the imagery with the with the music. Now we're just stuck pretty much with the music.
1: Yeah, and I will... will, Before we play the record, I'll also mention that he collaborated with your man, George Jones, in 1994 for the Bradley Barnes Sessions.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And Knopfler, like Elvis Costello, had stated that he was probably one of the handful, and he says, and I'm being generous, of musicians who, when they open their mouths... I begin to cry. Yes. yes. So, uh, and I'll tell you something. When I listen to Brothers in Arms, I hear some of that authentic, that authentic Jonesness. In that, you can't learn it. You can't teach it. You are born with it, and you deliver it. And through experience on stages and in recording studios, you perfect it. But it is a rare, rare gift, and uh, here's tomorrow. And Morton. he's still out there. He's yeah. still
1: he's, he's solo guy. He broke up with uh, Dire Straits in '92, I believe. I'm looking for it. A... Went solo in '93.
0: Yeah, and I believe that he had a tour. Uh, rescheduled, and then once again, COVID, put it on the rails. But, um, yeah, he's he, he's always somewhere. I mean, Mark Hoffler never has to worry about working. He never has yeah. to worry about working.
1: Absolutely. So, so, so uh, one more thing before we play the record. So, a lot of the lyrics came verbatim from him overhearing uh, a couple of guys in an appliance store in New York. So, that, it was written in the place, in the hardware store, as he was hearing these guys talking.
0: To quote Mr. Knopfler, I wrote the song when I was actually in the store. I borrowed yeah. a bit of paper and started to write the song down in the store. I wanted to use a lot of the language that the real guy actually used when I heard him because it was more real. So, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a real-life experience and it transfers to this piece of magic. Um that it's far and few between. It's, you know, when you are actually in a moment where you're about to create something that is going to become immortal.
1: and Inspiration yeah, from heaven.
0: Inspiration from heaven. The B-side, by the way, is called Love Over Gold, and it is a live performance. Yes. and It's on um, the Vertico label. On the Vertico label. And, by the way, the length of Money for Nothing in full is 8 minutes and 22 seconds.
1: Well, this, um, the, the, uh, the single version must have been shorter.
0: The official single edit is 4 minutes and 38 seconds. The promo yeah. single is 4 minutes and 6 seconds. This is for you uh, enthusiasts who are encyclopedic. Which are, you,
1: which are you playing?
0: We're going to do the official single.
1: Okay, very good. We're going good.
0: to do the official single. And, uh,
1: I can't wait another minute.
0: Then, Bill. Then, we, then we should not waste another minute, we ladies and gentlemen. Well, that ain't working. No, that, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Dire Straits. Mark Nuffler, Money for nothing. Chicks for free. I
1: want my MT.
0: It holds up, doesn't it? It really does hold
1: oh, up. Oh, God, yes. Yeah,
0: it holds up. I mean, I mean It's listen, on shoulders. Yeah.
1: Cancel culture aside, I I just still, it still rocks me.
0: Oh, I don't even think, I, I don't even, I, I, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm so beyond the whole cancel culture nonsense. Um, you know, you can't dictate what to do with someone's body and you really can't dictate what someone thinks and um, and how they how they exorcise uh, demons or satire through levity and through humor and some of it is understood some of it's not understood I think. It's quite apparent with Mark Knopfler when he attempts to make a point. Willie DeVille had the same capacity as well. Yeah. Of course, Dylan and Cohn and the. It goes on and on in the history books. Of, and Randy uh,
1: Newman's whole career has been that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I sure. mean, you know, short
0: people. Got no reason non-state. to live. Got no reason to live. But this is Without the. Man, no reason to live. Louisiana, you're trying to. <laughs> wow what is it louisiana you're trying to uh wash, trying to us, wash away. us away I'm trying to wash us away uh, and yeah i mean the, you know there's the yin and the yang of some of these artists and the brilliance of randy newman it's um th- that sarcasm is not even sarcasm it's a it's a literacy translated to musical lyricism that is so infrequently utilized in such a spectacularly brilliant fashion so, um, here is to Mark Knopfler, and here is to uh, here's to the days when uh, art was a different uh, concept, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and Sting got half the royalties
0: on that. And he should have, because he really did enter that. And when they performed it live at Wembley, at Live Aid, of course, Sting was there. Yes. To lend
1: his, uh, because... Well, that, that I want my MTV is uh, iconic.
0: It's right? a, Yeah, you got it. And of course, Live Aid was on MTV. Yeah. So... It's all all synchronistic. Yes, all synchronistic, my friend. All right, my buddy, my pal, my friend of mine, my partner. And uh, I love you. And we love you for sticking with the Splendid Bohemians. And I'm pointing my finger at my CD collection as I'm doing this. <laughs> Bill can't even see me because my arm's out of the picture. All right, baby. Thank you so much for another beautiful episode, and we will see you soon with another episode of uh, Put on a Stack of
1: 45s. That ain't working. (laughs) You're killing
0: me. You're killing me. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. The
1: Stack of 45